0: what am i willing to do to go get it i push things aside just to go get it i know my role and i play my position you talking too much please learn how to listen i never give up i'm not quitting welcome I'm back to the why i never when we interview every job occupation a through z from the trash man to the ceo and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Stephen Aiken. Now, Steve began his career in the early 80s and worked with two major Wall Street firms, including... Morgan Stanley Dean Witter. Now in the fall of 2015, he began the process of setting up his own independent firm and is now the CEO and founder of Aiken Investments. So he's got a lot to share with us today. So Steve, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. All right, Steve, how are we feeling today? No, I'm feeling great. I really appreciate the invitation to be on your interview show here. And I really appreciate you coming on today, Steve, because I know a lot of people are excited to hear about your story and what you do so that they can one day be living the life that you're living. So, Steve, I'm just going to go ahead and roll right into that question that everybody has been waiting to hear. And that is why. Why did you start doing what you're doing?
1: Well, you know, the reason I started what i do. I guess this would be kind of a, a late life, like kind of a late bloomer here, because mm. I've already had a career uh, before I got into uh, the financial world. I had a career as a boat captain. Mm. And then, as you said earlier, uh, I joined a couple of major Wall Street firms in the early 80s. And uh, then I hit this uh, so-called retirement age of sixty five and uh, I realized that, boy, that's not going to work. I I miss miss the activity. Mm -hmm. So in in my 65th year, I began the process of uh, starting up my own registered investment advisory firm, and I did that through state registration in South Carolina. And boy, was that a learning experience. Uh, All the legal work, the documentation, the filing with uh, various regulatory authorities and um yeah, it was uh, it was quite a learning experience.
0: Mm, mm, mm. And please, Steve, walk us through the process of everything you're talking about. And I, I want to go back to back to the 80s, even before that. What was your process like before you even you know knew that this was something that you wanted to do?
1: Well, you know, like I say, I, I started out uh, as a young man. I, I got a, a master's certificate, uh, Merchant Mariner's a deck officer license and i was running boats and i was real happy running boats it was a lot of fun and uh, uh the, the point came where after i got married and started having children then that offshore life is a little strenuous on right. any kind of a family life so i wanted to find something that i could do on shore and i had friends that were trading the market uh had a, had a friend who was actually a broker with uh, another big firm in Galveston and uh, so I started trading the market learning about the market you know way back there it kind of got my feet wet and then Mm. I realized that you know I could make a career out of this Mm. so you know it kind of took a a couple of years there for the whole process to unfold but uh, it finally came together and boy it's it's been a wonderful career
0: I love it I love it and please I know I just told you to bring it back, but now I want you to bring it way back. And I'm talking about what were some childhood hobbies and habits that you think matriculated into what you're doing today?
1: Right. Yeah, I uh, I have to say uh, I was I was pretty fortunate as a child. I, I I was brought into a really good family environment and my uh my grandfather worked for the newspaper in Houston, and uh, Houston, Texas there, and so every night he brought home the news, and we'd talk about things that were going on, and so I was always really interested in current events and, mm. and finance and uh, weather, even. And weather does play a part in the financial world. Mm. So so I kind of grew up with that and the fact that my family was really into boating and fishing and you know, kind of opened the door. That's why I say I, I first became a boat captain, and uh, I, I, I really enjoyed running boats. It's just that, you know, for a long term lifestyle, that that gets a little difficult. So, oh yeah, I started looking for something to do ashore. And I love I it. Chose this.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. And please break down to me what an average day like is for somebody like you.
1: Well, you know, uh, fortunately, we have all this technology today, and uh, these days, now that I have my own firm, uh, you know, I I pretty much oversee everything that I did back when I was with a major Wall Street firm, but fortunately, with today's technology, it's easier to do. And Mm -hmm. uh, I, I usually start out by checking my messages, my overnight emails, overnight markets around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember way back in the 80s, uh, I, I had friends and we used to kid each other about having to do a tag team broker. <laughs> and it seems like we, we're living in that world now because, you know, this, these markets are continuous worldwide. Mm-hmm. And so I have uh, I have a select group of stocks. I try to focus on things that are going to outperform the market mm-hmm. and outperform a lot of the indexes and index funds and everything I do is client-specific. I don't do any cookie-cutter type uh, investment vehicles. I try to design specifically around my client's needs, and uh, of course, I need to, to outperform all of the averages, and uh, so far, I've been able to do that successfully, and I, uh, I really enjoy putting portfolios together and I like the fact that I can kind of bring people along with what we're doing here in the financial world, because a lot of times, you know, they don't really teach a whole lot of that in school. Mm-mm. And so there's so many opportunities. I mean, this really is an idea of business. And there are all kinds of ideas to make money with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's probably my biggest kick is to, to help people see the way forward and
0: realize that they, you know, they have a chance. I love that right there. And and Steve, you might have done two birds and one stone there. I was just about to ask you, I was just about to ask what you enjoy the most. So since you already answered that question, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the opposite. What do you enjoy the least?
1: Oh, that, that is a very good question. And I think it really comes down to uh, too little, too late. Sometimes sometimes uh, I work with families, you know, I do a lot of estate planning and uh, a lot of planning for, for young people for educating their kids or grandkids. And uh, sometimes the families aren't involved. And then if a, a parent or grandparent passes away and then you begin the process of going through you know, whatever work you were doing with with the original client and mm. trying to bring their families up to speed with with what we were doing and trying to help them through that transition, you know, because, you know, when you lose a loved one and you got to go through, you know, probate, and hopefully they have a will that can be probated, but mm. a lot of times I find dealing me of that, you know, then... Die intestate, and, and that's the last thing you want to do. Mm. So I'd say that's the hardest: is trying to help people cope with the passing of a loved one. Mm. I mean, it's also good in, in one way, in that you know they're they're open and ready to learn about finance and planning. And but in a lot of cases, the younger people just haven't been involved. And so that's that's probably the hardest
0: thing is to get everybody on the same page. I see. I see. I see. Now, Steve, this next question right here is my absolute favorite. And that is, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today?
1: I think without a doubt, they matter more today than they did at the time I went to school. Mm. Uh, there, there's no question about that.
0: Mm. And tell us why, Steve, why, why do you think that they matter more today than they did back when you were, did they matter for you is what my real question is. Did they, do you think that they, it mattered for your success in your career? I I don't think the
1: grade level so much mattered as the uh, specific interest, Mm. because I definitely see a correlation. I was always interested in history. And in math, and uh, both of those are things that I use every day, all day. <laughs> mm. And so that's uh, that's where they correlated for me. But um, I remember not long ago, uh, granddaughters bringing home report cards and getting through high school. And uh, I could definitely see where those grade averages are very important for them. And mm. uh, it, I think the reason it's different now is because, you know, so many schools and and institutions where you might go to work, everything is done based, you know, on these computer algorithms. And, you know, you've got to have the numbers underneath you or you're going to have a difficult challenge trying to get people to even meet with you.
0: I love that answer right there. I love that answer right there. The grades open doors to opportunities. I love that answer, Steve. So I'm going to go ahead and break down this next question just a little bit for you, just because this word gets tossed around willy nilly. And that is, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What is your devotion?
1: You know, I think it's just better quality of life for everybody. Mm. Um, I see an awful lot of young people that just don't they don't realize that they really do need to start applying themselves to take advantage of of the opportunities they've got, because number one, we don't know when these opportunities might disappear for us. I mean, you know, we really need to wake up and and take life serious. And uh, I think that's one of the things I like. I feel kind of like an evangelist sometimes telling you, particularly when I'm talking to a, a group of school, uh, of school students and, uh, younger people like that. I, I keep saying that, boy, you know, everyday matters and mm. all those grades do matter. And mm. if you're going to work in a direction to get toward running your own business, or even if you're going to go to work for a wall street firm, uh you've got to be able to get that appointment, like you said a while ago. And, you know, those grades make the
0: difference. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. And now, Steve, you have been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long. But we are down to that last one. And that is, if there was one, just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now. Who wants to be in the position that you are in today? What would it be?
1: Get started. <clears throat> Get started right now. I don't care, mm. you know, what grade you're in or, you know, what maybe you're about to graduate this this uh, this summer here. Mm. But whatever whatever it is, don't procrastinate. Mm. You really need to start where you are. Mm. And that goes along with investing too. Mm. Uh, so many people think they've got to have a lot of money to start mm-hmm. investing. And, you know, gosh, if you don't start, you're never
0: going to have a lot of money. Mm-mm. Never, never. I love that right there, Steve. And I got to I got to add that just a year ago, I actually started. Uh, I downloaded the Robin Hood app probably beginning of, of last year, and I only had twenty dollars in there. Right now I have fourteen hundred. So for anybody who is not motivated in in saying, oh, like I, I need a big amount to start to to start making money. You don't. I started with twenty dollars, twenty dollars a year ago. There is fourteen hundred dollars in that same Robinhood account now, off of, off of investments. So please, please take heed to Steve's advice because if if I turning twenty to to and putting a comma on it the next year, then imagine what you can do with five years of investment work. So please get started. Please get started. And Steve, again, I have to thank you once again for coming on the show today and sharing your excellent 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 advice now I need one thing from you just one more thing from you and that is something that I can leave down in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours whether that is a website social media I don't care if it's a book something that I can leave down to promote down in that link in the description below
1: Oh sure, yeah, I I do have my own website. It's uh, AikenInvestment dot com, and uh, a thought. Uh, you know, uh, I'll leave everybody with just just a thought from from Einstein. We all know who that guy was, mm-hmm. and he used to call compound interest the eighth wonder of the world. Mm. And the, there used to be an old saying that went along with that saying that he who knows it earns it, and he mm. who doesn't pays it. Mm. So (laughs) thanks again to Albert
0: Einstein. I love it. I love it. And please hit that link in the description below. That's probably going to have to be the quote of the week this week, Steve, that Albert Einstein quote. And we loved it all interview long. And thank you so much. Thank you once again. Now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed If you find your calling, and I really hope that me and Steve helped you find it here today, folks, that is a wrap. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it, too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week. And much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at passionate at gmail.com. Again, passionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. I'm willing to go the distance. I feel like I'm up on the mountain like I'm pitching. I'm
1: fighting the off.